G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this episode, we're going to be giving you highlights of the week. My name's Jack, and I'm once again gladly joined by good mate, fellow sporting diehard, Gus, Gus Bus. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, Jack. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks, mate. <laughs> How's your week? Pretty good, thank you. How about yours? <laughs> yeah, good. It's pretty bland. <laughs> wow. Well, what, what did you get up to? Oh, Blow me away then. Um, lots of tennis, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Caloundra working with the Gregory Terrace boys. Working? Oh, Just having fun. Yeah, having fun. <laughs> and um, once again, we want to thank our producer, Producer Frey, for helping us put this pod- podcast together. Producer Frey, how are you doing? I'm good. Let's have a good podcast. <laughs> Good one, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> All right. Um, let's rip into some. You know what? He wasn't bland, though. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's he couldn't you. be accused of being bland. No, he's beaten you so far. So let's let's rip in. Um, so we've we've had it's I wouldn't say a slow week, but there's been some pretty big events in the last week, and I do have to say we've missed a week, boys. So it's good to be back. No, it's very good to be back. Yeah, I missed it. Me too. The so chair was so cold. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. And I was hopefully, hopefully, a few of the fans have missed it as well. So I had a few, a few messages trickling in. From mum? From mum. <laughs> She's wondering where they are, so she'll yeah. be keen to hear this, I'm sure. We're back. Sorry for the week off, Sandra, but... Um, Sorry about that. Back in business. Um, before we get what? started... Is your mum's name Sandra as well? Yeah, we just bonded. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Sandra and Sandra. That's nice. We're back. What's your dad's name? Rob. Oh, Ooh, close. Sorry, Steve. Is it close? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a common name. <laughs> so it's just like a short common name. Yeah, exactly. Close. It's close enough. It's like Mike is close to Rob then. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay that. <laughs> common. All right. All right, before we rip into some content, um, we want to thank again our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified grass-fed beef and pork straight from their local farm and delivered straight to your door or workplace. So, yeah, thanks to Kiala Organic Beef. Boys, tennis news. The Monte Carlo Masters, probably my favorite venue in the tennis calendar. Why? It's beautiful, mate. It's on the, it's on the <laughs> cliff face, gorgeous. Like Cogra. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, sorry, I put Cogra number one. <laughs> it's a good, not a tennis venue, I know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, beautiful venue. Um, and, yeah, one of the biggest tournaments. Not just clay court tournaments, but one of the biggest tournaments. It's pretty the iconic. Cause it, it must be really old, right? I think it dates back to the I know I'm putting early, on early 1900s. I, I don't it. know. Yeah, I don't it know must what. be. It's, it, fi- it has the feel of one of those really traditional Masters events. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I don't know what date it goes back. Maybe producer Frey can look that one up. But 1897. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> that is a good call on that one. That's, 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 his, that's history. Um, it's wonder, a long amount of years. Yeah. I wonder if, did they have the name of the first ever champion at Monte Carlo? I'm guessing it is someone with a French sounding name. Antoine? Benoit. Benoit. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, so we've just kicked off last week. Um, All right, I've got it actually. What is it? And this fella's won it one, two, three, four, five, six times. And then his brother wow, won it two yeah. times in there. And then two times after, wow. Reginald Doherty. Too good. Yeah, well done, Reginald. He's travelled. <laughs> he must have took the ferry over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some kind of ship. Perhaps. Yeah. Some kind of, probably in fact. Yeah. Probably. Very slow trip. Anyway, let's get into it. So we've had a few Aussies in the draw. 
we kicked off last week um, in Monte Carlo. This um, had deliberate past tense. Past tense. <laughs> yeah, it's very deliberate actually. That was. Um, but a couple, a couple wins. Unfortunately, Demon lost first round. Um, yeah. Tough one against a young up and comer. Who was it? And Fakina. Ah. Um. So yeah, two young guns battling, and yeah, unfortunately he couldn't get through his. I don't know what's happening to the demon at the moment, but he's had a couple. Of yeah, he's had a couple of losses. hasn't hasn't started the season overly strong. Probably not as well as the past year or two. No, but you know, I think it oh, happens. Yeah, it happens. Problem with tennis is you, it's hard to be in a slump because you just don't get runs at tournaments. Exactly. Like it looks a lot worse than it could be. You know, if you lose a tight one first round. Yeah, that's too true. Good. And the benefit is, you know, there's a tournament. You know, next week around the corner. Around that's the corner, true. Another yeah, match around the you corner. You can pick something so, up. Um, so it's all good. I reckon he'll kick back end of the season, so surely. Um, other Aussies, we've had Jordan Thompson, a very very good win over the very flamboyant Benoit Pair. So <laughs> I think it was a couple of tiebreaks in this one. They ended up winning seven six in the third set. Really? Um, I didn't watch this one myself, but I could imagine time difference get you again. Yeah, <laughs> always does. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, Benoit, being the flamboyant Frenchman he is. I could imagine the roller coaster that match would have been, and probably what. Yeah, I can only imagine as well. But we can only imagine. We can only imagine because we didn't watch Do it. Do your own research, <laughs> folks. Yeah. yeah. So a really good win from Jordan Thompson, who ended up losing, unfortunately, in the second round. Um, another awesome win from an Aussie in John Millman, the Milkman. Millmania. Yeah, Millmania. The Milkman. Is that a, the Milkman? I've definitely heard that. I think. I think I've Surely. heard that. The Milkman is getting around. Otherwise, I'll claim it. It's not another ducky situation. I don't think. No. <laughs> Ducks, Ducky, whatever. <laughs> um, no sign of Ducky since he slandered his name with the wrong nickname. Yeah, He's gone to ground. I know, it's my bad. <laughs> Scared him off. Yeah. I'll Scared him off the tour. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I'll take the blame for that, that one. Um, Johnny Millman defeating Ugo Umber. Um, so another gun, a young gun coming up and through. Yeah, well, yeah, he's what, like 30s in the world? Yeah. He's um, well up there. Or, yeah. Well inside the top 50 anyway. Yeah, um, comfortably in the... We can guarantee <laughs> top 50. We can hope for top 30s. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he's top 30. There you go. He'd be like 33. That's my official guess. I'm going 27. <laughs> we'll, he we'll, prices we'll, right we'll, at me. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Below. Anyway, a huge... Millman as well probably didn't... Hasn't had... Does he like great play, Millman? Well, you'd think his game style would suit it, but... I don't know. 32. Oh, I'm so good. Oh, well done, mate. <laughs> Expert. Um, anyway. His game style does suit the clay in terms of his hustle and his grit and being really good on the defensive. Mm. Um, I'm just not sure if his aggression is is matching it at the moment on the clay. So, we'll see. I like him, but yeah, he's very tough. Well, I, just, I, I can't recall him having huge results previously in no. the clay season. I think he just likes digging in on a quick, hard court. Mm. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, what he's a he's a Brisbane boy. Well, that's where he's got his best results. Well, his best results, I'd say, beating Fedzi at but at US. So, I'd say so. you'd have to take. That's that. so. So many players on the tour, their best result ever is beating Fedzi. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that makes him the greatest. If it's like I beat Fedzi one time, that's all time. That is all time. That makes Fedzi the greatest. I reckon so. New metric. <laughs> New metric for it. How much do people rate getting a win over you? Ah, uh, we should have added it to the goat debate that. Oh, well. Subnote. Subnote. Post, PS, postscript. Yeah. That's fine. And, yeah, anyway. Millman. Good win. And then ended up losing to another somewhat young gun in Garen. So, 
Mate, there's a crop of unbelievable players coming through at the moment. So Next, next, next gen. Yeah, exactly. Next. <laughs> I just feel like we've been through a lot of gens with the yeah, top four, very, top three. How quick is the three. turnaround of these generations? <laughs> Pretty quick. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I guess you just can't be next for too long, can you? You stop being next and I'd it's like what well, hasn't happened. I'd say a turnaround is two years. Yeah, that's fair. You know, with Titsi Pasvera, if they've spent about two years on the tour, now they're not really considered next gen. No, Stefanos is just up there. Zverev is up there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You're no longer next. couple of years. Yeah. Anyway, and... Um, You're still next gen though. Thanks, mate. <laughs> still just loaded in the chamber of the gun, ready to absolutely fire. <laughs> I'm ready to peak. I haven't peaked yet. I'm ready to peak. <laughs> I'm ready um, to peak. On, well. a, in, on the women's side, Astra Sharma has been doing well. I think still going. She's into the quarterfinals um, in this current WTA, WTA 250. Mm-hmm. In Charleston, Charleston. Mm. so on clay too, so which is I didn't I think similar to a body situation. She plays, she got a little bit of a body game style, bit crafty. Astra, so yeah, bit, I've never watched crafty. her play. I have to admit, um, I didn't think she'd do well on clay. To be honest, similar to body before the S- French surprise packet, yeah. Um, but and then afterwards, you sit there going, you know what? She is pretty suited to clay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but beforehand, it's just beforehand, not getting the run. Like, uh, We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's been doing really well and hopefully continues. So that's a huge result. Quarterfinal. 250. Oh, I'd love to be in a 250 quarterfinal. I wouldn't. Like I said. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that 10 more times tonight. What, just for being in a quarter or the prize money? More the vibe. Prize money hadn't occurred to me, but that would be good. That would be nice. That would be good. Yeah. More the vibe. That's fair enough. I'd, I'd, I agree. You'd I'd like love to be in a quarterfinal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even in a local... Money tournament, quarterfinals, yeah. great, mate. <laughs> Would never say no to that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's some of our tennis news. And we've also seen, in probably away from the Aussies, Nole, Novak Djokovic, copped a loss yesterday or the early hours of this morning. True. To Brit, Dan Evans. Um, yes. He was firing, Dan Evans. Um, was so, firing. Yeah, He's a fiery man. I think Djoko was, I don't know, would he be favorite? Was he favoured over Rafa? Probably... I didn't see beforehand, but I wouldn't have guessed. So how many? How many? How many has Rafa won? Eleven. Monte won Carlo more, Masters. Yeah, more than I think more more than he's won French. He's into double digits. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a lot. So that's a big loss. Dan Evans into the quarters, which is awesome, providing um, a lot of value to win the whole thing. Forty-one dollars. Oh, jeez, I might have to. <laughs> It's like tipping on the Bronx. <laughs> well, they nearly had a look last night. So. They had a bit of a look. Um. Anyway. No Djokovic, so Rafa, I'm guessing now heavy, heavy favourite. Heavy favourite. Very short to Very win. short. It's like a dollar thirty. And he's been absolutely pumping through. So I saw this stat today that in the last, I think, thirteen Monte Carlos that Rafa's win in his first round, in thirteen years, he's only lost one set. <laughs> two That's... to another Brit in Kyle Edmund. No so, way. So the Brits. <laughs> Just firing. Yeah, firing. I'm oh. presuming the bloke that won the first one and then won it six times was British. So it must be a bit of a legacy at Monte Carlo. Maybe. Some sort of ghost of Doherty. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? That's crazy. Yeah. That's, so, that's a stupid statistic. To only have lost one set. In the, in the first round. Like, you, like yeah. he, not once has he come out flat enough to lose two sets. Lose and a I'd, match. I'd probably, even in the second rounds, mate, like I think it'd be a similar... Like it's just outrageous. You're not carrying a sore knee. You're not just not up for it that day. Like well, he's always ready to go. It's unbelievable. And he had a second round today against a high quality player in Grigor Dimitrov, and absolutely 
<laughs> creamed him. Chopped him. One and one? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Poor fella. Jeez. <laughs> poor baby fed. Yeah. But having said, who's he, I think he's playing Rublev today. Yes. And we got producer Frey sent us a video, an interview of Rublev, asking him what about what his thoughts are playing. on playing. Is he, is he excited to play Rafa on clay? <laughs> he straight up said, no. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> It's Fair gonna, enough. It's going to hurt. I like a realist. Yeah. He's like, no, not really. But he'll rip in though. He'll compete. He'll rip in, but I just can't... It just looks horrible playing Rafa on clay. Oh, God. Torture chamber. Yeah. Just ripping, just grunting, the ripping that big chamber. lefty forehand. There's balls bouncing at your chest. Yeah. No, thank you. It wouldn't be fun. And to top it off, he's running down balls as well. He's not only just ripping, he so gets everything. It's going to be hard to hit winners. You can't hit through him. Droppies are probably off the cards. He's hitting through your chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a nightmare. Nightmare scenario. <laughs> oh, anyway. Not for me. So yeah, I'd probably say safe to say that Rafa will probably take out another Monte Carlo unless Titsy pass. Stefanos is pretty good value. Is he on the other side of the draw? He's on or the other side of the draw, so they'll hopefully meet in the final. So I'd love to see Titsy pass push him. You wouldn't he's another bloke you wouldn't really expect to love Clay. But he does. I know. Yeah. It's I don't know you know just you sort of look at him I he's agree, a bit gangly yeah. he likes to come in and volley a bit and he's got a one he's got a one he's not the strongest one in the game but he is I don't know he's kind of crafty in a way like he's got a great he slice does have on good him hands. he's got a good net game he can take the court away from Rafa potentially so I reckon it's going to be a great match if they get there good contrasting styles oh awesome a bit like obviously like Fedzi yeah I guess so. that's the beauty of that Fedzi Raf rivalry for so long unbelievable um and he's still going. Like he just looks better each year, Rafa. So strong. It's ridiculous. I reckon another four years. <laughs> four years ago, I'd said I said, oh, he's probably got two in him. <laughs> now I'm sitting here saying he's got four another more. four more. You know, two do you remember later. when the Miami Heat formed? Like LeBron and Bosch went to join Wade. Yep. And they held like a big runway event. It was like on stage, and they did like a press. <laughs> and is it LeBron just to hype the team? Yeah, and LeBron's talking about championships and he goes, not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four. That's you with Raf, mate. <laughs> yeah. All the way to 13. Count him out. On. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk 20. 20 Monte Carlos? Wait, what's he on now? I think he's, oh, he's well over 10. 20 is a um, long way away. But, uh, but you, you, know, never know. Well, you never know. You never know. Gee, I'd love to see it. You'd oh. never see it again. He's on 11. He's on 11. Raph's on 11. Jeez, another nine. <laughs> Almost double. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to stop him before 20. I think um, so. All right. Father time. That's, Remains pretty undefeated. That's true. Um, all right, moving on from tennis. Just quickly, we've seen last week as well, which we missed, um, the Masters in the of in the golf, PGA. Our first ever Japanese winner in the Masters in Hideki Matsuyama. Hopefully I pronounced that right. So is this the guy... I saw something about a golfer. He... Broke a putter. Is this him? He like double bogeyed or something and he snapped a putter and then he was putting with his three wood. Was this the winner or was it someone else? I think it was someone else. It shows how across I am the Masters. <laughs> not much. Not I did see across. that though. And he, yeah, he putted with his three wood. And was powering holes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my heart of the tournament That's too without good. watching any of it. That's too good. So, so yeah, I think it's worth a shout out, Hideki. Um, a couple things from that, which yeah. I found... Pretty, I don't know if it was funny. Um, there was a photo A photo went around of Hideki in, I think it was LA airport, sitting by himself. Obviously, the face mask on, so you can't really see him well. He's 
Someone's taking a photo of him. He's sitting by himself waiting for his flight in normal economy flight with the, with the green jacket draped over the seat behind him. Stop it. <laughs> no one around him. What? <laughs> taking then, that home? And then uh, yeah, and then other photos of him just in the line ready to jump on with his green jacket draped over draped over the shoulder. That's outrageous. I guess how else do you take it home? Yeah, that's well, probably going to be his last economy flight ever. Wow, imagine what a th- imagine the thought. Imagine getting on your last economy flight ever. Uh, he'd, uh, One can only dream feeling. of that. Take advantage of that. Just that would be a great it. feeling, mate. I'd embrace love to know. Embrace the no leg fly. room, you know, having to pay for excess, like, <laughs> food. Just enjoy it. <laughs> just really enjoy it. person in front of you reclines and you <laughs> cop it in the yeah. face. Because you're never going to get that again. That's true. You would enjoy it. It'd become one of those memories. It's like when something bad happens. After a while, it's, you're nostalgic for it. Would you, if you, in his situation, and you knew that you were just going to be in business class for the rest of your life, would you take advantage and just be an absolute pest? An animal in economy? Yeah. No, just subtly. Because I haven't lost touch with the common man. And I refuse to. Good on you. <laughs> just subtly. You've, you've passed. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hideki. Unbelievable. Um, and mate, the money that he's going to gain from this, obviously with the prize money alone is upwards of $5 million, Um, From endorsements coming out of Japan. Presumably. I mean, the market must be huge. Do you think it'll take some of, the, some of the endorsement money away from Osaka, Naomi? Feels like a different market. There's room. Yeah, they don't have that many top sports men or women in like these tennis or um, golf type sports. You know, I feel like there's enough room. There's it's such a big population. There's enough room for everyone to like two sports people. Surely, can Uniqlo jump on someone? I'd love a (laughs) Uniqlo sponsor. Well, on Hideki, Mm. that'd be nice. Would be some nice. of the Rogers kit is unbelievable because they golf in like slacks sometimes. Yeah, get him in some of those trendy Uniqlo slacks. Oh, that is that would be nice. That'd be real nice. <laughs> I think it, he would look fresh good. fit. <laughs> Surely Uniqlo are writing up a contract already. Oh, they better be. Yeah, puffer yeah. jacket for cold weather. <laughs> unbelievable. Did you see also on the when he finished his 18th hole, he putted mm. and his caddy. This is just how you know respectful the Japanese are. His caddy put the stick back in. The, in the um, the hole, bowed to the hole and to Augusta. And oh, then, really? And then walked away. Yeah. Sign of respect for the whole course. Absolutely. So That's nice. That was nice. N- nice touch. Um, anyway, moving on from golf. Um, before we get into some NRL chat, last week there's been a couple photos in particular pop up of a certain <laughs> individual. <laughs> worth Definitely worth a mention. What a seedy run up. <laughs> I'm glad the people, the listeners can't see <laughs> see what's happening here. Soon though, YouTube coming. YouTube coming soon. YouTube coming. Um, with no, with nothing to back that up. No, it's just putting pressure on ourselves to get it done. Yeah, no, no work being put in in <laughs> yeah. that direction. How hard can it be? That's It'll be there next week. Oh, there we go. Producer Fraser putting pressure on himself to set that up. So stay tuned. Next week, <laughs> YouTube platform for chewing the bat. Deal. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stay out of this one. I don't want to do any work. Okay. <laughs> Not with that haircut. Jeez. Oh, oh, yeah, good haircut. Yeah. Anyway. S chop we'll, of the we'll, week. We'll talk haircuts later. Um, See Cody- how I didn't swear? <laughs> good on you. Um, Thank you. Cody Simpson. Artist. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Musical artist. He's now swimming. So he's trying to... Swimmer first. Swimmer first, then Back singer. The day. Crazy good, good singer. Pretty good career, I'd say. Oh, yeah, you'd take it. <laughs> you'd certainly take it. And and um, segued back to swimming. Yeah. With, so With aspirations of competing in the Olympics. 
Yeah, well, he he swam a fast enough time to qualify for the Olympic trials, I think. Which which he'll probably do in of the course. in the butterfly. Yeah, I don't. I think he said he didn't expect to qualify for the games. Wasn't well, it been training been, for yeah, like half a year, six I think, months? I think he, it was like his first swim meet in years that he swam that time. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, regardless, Only upwards from here. In like, terms of if you're not actually, you know, because. I think you must be able to shave a few milliseconds off by ju- just being comfortable on the block. You've spoken about in the past. Well, you're a swimmer now yourself, Your fear mate. on the block. <laughs> they don't allow you on the dive blocks. Oh, the fear on the block is just... Oh. Yeah. So I think he could shave 0.3 of a second. Definitely. With a few swim meets, just or, comfort. And then, uh, like you said, he's aiming for... like He's not really aiming for Tokyo. He's probably aiming for Paris in 2024. Well, it's, is it still 2024? Yeah, they, they wouldn't throw the whole thing out. No, they, they can't, can't do that. Just, <laughs> now we do odd numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, imagine that. Imagine how people would lose lose the plot. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it either. Anyway. 2024. Um, so, yeah, he's aiming yeah. for, Cody's aiming for Paris in 2024. Well, uh, apparently which... Phelps is mentoring him. No way. Apparently. Apparently Phelps and him have yarned a bit and Phelps said, one of One of our goats. Give it four years. Give it four years. Well, four years is a pretty. To be fair, like swimming, they dedicate. You're dedicated from your teens. Plus, it's, all the it's, way he's going to so. be like competing in events. But, he's jumped in you pretty know. late. Yeah, but it's not just the Olympics who compete. No, he'll just be... go to swim meets. I yeah. guess. So, that's going to be exciting to see. And you're excited about the rig. Oh, the rig, mate. He's gone from singer. Obviously, you know, I don't know how good of a rig he had when he was singing, <laughs> but the transformation who is knows? ridiculous. So. I think he was in pretty good shape. It's up there with Cam Murray. I think Miley posted a photo of him when they were dating. He was in pretty good shape. Oh, fair enough. He's up there with Cam Murray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Feli Lopez. Definitely. Feli Lopez has some grey in the beard I've seen. I don't mind it though. It's like, yeah, it's... It's, it's like distinguished. A, yeah. It's like wise. Wise. <laughs> he teach you how like to hit a forehand. Done, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got that sort of wisdom. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, that's... That's our news um, before NRL. So, Cody Simpson. Um, That's highlight of the week. Oh, yeah, come on. Top one. Top two? Definitely. Top one. <laughs> we'll give it to him. <laughs> we'll give be, me another 10 we'll, minutes. We'll I'll be just oscillate between progress. And we've got Olympics coming up soon in a few in a couple of months' time. So a few months' time in July, back end of July. So. Creep up on us, I reckon. Yeah. I'm excited for that, actually. Bloody oath. Um, but anyway. Can we get Usain Bolt on a comeback? Definitely. Don't, don't mind if I do. No, he's cruising, mate. Bronson Jerry, he's been working with Fabri. Yeah, he's quick. He's pretty quick. We might see him there. Actually, there is. There's a kid that runs the hundred for Australia. Hale, not Hale. There's another Young one. Guy. There's another one who's doing like a law degree in Sydney. Jobbins esque. <laughs> if Jobbins just could get the getaway sticks out and be an absolute pace phenom, oh, I think he ran around a ten. Gee, yeah. At his best. But I think it was possibly a tailwind. I, I think he's going to the Olympics, though, and he said he wants to get to the final. That's his goal, get to the final. Jeez, that's a good goal. And see what happens. Well, you don't usually see it for Australia. No. I what think... did Shervo used to run? Ten, like mid-tens, I think. He used to run 100. Yeah. I just ju- oh, the distance. Yeah. I think 100, 200s. But pretty quick. Yeah. I think the name's Rowan Browning. That's the one. In 10.05. So yeah. That's... Whoa. So he's, he's pretty very quick. close to yeah. beat. Yeah, sub-10. To be the first Australian man to make Olympics events since 2004. That must be Shervo. It's got to be. Was Shervo running yeah, in 04? Matty. Matt Shervington. Uh, anyway. To be confirmed. To to be be con- con- yeah. Probably. Probably. There's not many of us. 
Yeah, so that's going to be exciting. Get the Aussies in. We need we need some more Aussies in the track and field, I reckon. It is exciting. Yeah. It's hey, like we all got behind Sally Pearson. Oh, bloody oath. I think she unfortunately just retired before this Olympics. She's done well, though. What a career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> right <laughs> off into the sunset. <laughs> um, let's move on to some NRL. So we are between rounds sort of five and six. We're recording this one and a half matches into round six. Yeah. <laughs> The Sharks are probably currently playing the Knights right now, so... Yeah, I'm not actually... Um, I'm not keeping track of the score. So we'll tip that without knowledge of the score as well. Yeah, let's keep it let's, clean. Yeah. Let's keep, the, <laughs> we'll keep the game clean. <laughs> I like that. Um, going back to last week, um, not a crazy good week in terms of quality, but we there were some highlights. None of those rip-snorting games. No. Um, Although you yeah, had some, some good games. Some good games. Probably the, one of the better games was from... The Dragons. <laughs> All bias aside. They're in the top four, mate. They're in the top four and ripping in. Like, I think Joey was explaining today on one of his one of his shows that, mm. you know, technically they're not the greatest. Tactically, they're not the greatest, but they're just ripping in. They're just, yeah, I think... More so than what the that. other teams are doing. I have heard... I think... um, I don't know if he got games under him, but Den Kemp was around when Hook was at the Bronx. Yeah. And he said that back in the day, Hook's game plan was just rip in. Well, it's working. <laughs> Run harder, tackle harder, dominate them. Just a, um, Nothing else to it. Radonikus mindset. That's footy. That you, is footy. I genuinely think you can be a top eight side if you commit to ripping in every week. Definitely. Look at the Bronx. They ripped in last night against the Panthers. Nearly got a win. And they well, they, they were in the game for once, well, mate. Coming ten, ten minutes, 10 minutes to go, everyone's looking like, oh, geez, the Broncos could Jeez, actually we, take a win. Is it still 12 all? Yeah. <laughs> They haven't, so, they haven't dropped three tries yet. But just, you know, because they just ripped in for once. Yeah. The, the best thing I heard about it was last week um, on one of the Fox shows, Gordy Tallis said, he referred to it as when things get tough, you bite down on your mouth guard. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know you do. And uh, the forwards, mate, ripped in, which, is, which Gordy's huge about. Yeah. So. so the Dragons just do that. Yeah. They just go hard. How good is it to see Jack Bird getting around too? Oh, and healthy. And looking good, confident, scoring tries. I love it when he does. Up. When he when he plays, he looks so good because he's just a big, strong fella and he just runs and he tries to put his body in you and bump you. Yeah, he's not afraid of getting into the physicality he of the game. He likes sort so. of zigzagging across the field, bumping around. He's just a he, footy player. Yeah, and he's, and he's bloody strong these days. So Yeah. Um, so the Dragons, great game last week and also the Titans looking unbelievable. Um, so we've mentioned them previous weeks. Red hot. Red hot, unbelievable young forward pack still going strong. Mate, David Fafita. Oh, he's a freak. Unbelievable. Did you see him line up against Connor Watson last week? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> off a tap. Off a tap and just say... And Watson's blocked up a bit too because he was supposedly going to play some block. Yeah, no, he's strong, mate. He's pretty big looking. So, obviously there's other guys. Tino as well. They the have court. a... I, I specifically... When I was watching, I got my phone out and made a note and I said... Titans have such a well-balanced forward pack. They all do something slightly different, right? Yeah. Like Proctor is has been an international. Dropped off his form when he first arrived to the Gold Coast. Classic. When okay, experience though. But he's, he's, he's experienced. He's been at the Storm and he does the little things. He works hard. Yep. When he's working hard, he works bloody hard. Big Tino is just taking tough carries up the guts, which I love. And Fafita being a bit more mobile. Game breaker. Yeah. And then Jared Wallace had a really good game. He's another... Yeah, he's added this like short pass at the line, which I never, I didn't, I don't, I'll be honest, I haven't watched that much Titans in the past. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. But mate. at least when he was at the Broncos, he didn't have this short pass, which he 
now has. Yep. The first play of the game, he put on like just a short square pass to Brimson and that was the first hit up of the game. And then later on, he put Brimson through, well, not really a hole, but Brimson bust through the line off that short pass and Wallace put Fafita through, the, through a hole. Jeez. He's, yeah. I didn't know he had that in him. Nor did I, but it's working, looks, it's working wonders. Maybe with the fatigue factor too in the game, that like there's an opportunity for these big boys to... Maybe just find a hole. Actually, yeah. the teams... I reckon the teams that have ball playing in the forwards are doing better, generally. I'd agree with that too. Generally. Yeah. Well, I'll come back to that though. I've got, got some something there for you. Oh, geez, I'm excited. Very <laughs> excited for that. Anyway, so last week, just finishing off from last week, probably our highlight of last week. Forgot. I forgot the peach in the Titans. I knew I was oh, forgetting someone. He started at lock and he looked so good at first receiver. Yep. Wow. And he's looking comfy too. So this is so much variation in the pack there, but it's just balanced. I love it. It's really good. It's very good. And I reckon they're... Well, they haven't played... Or well, they lost to Canberra. It was their top eight side that they've played this season. And then the I rest... Tipped, I, t- I tipped the Knights to be top eight. It might not be happening. <laughs> So they haven't been they haven't the Titans haven't really been tested yet. So I'm interested to see when they play your Panthers, your Roosters, your Rabbitohs, your yeah. Dragons. Yep. You know, yeah, mate. Yeah. How they're gonna fare up. So But blo- right now red hot. Bloody exciting to watch. Um probably our highlight of last week was uh debutante in Sam Second Walker. Game. Second game, sorry, of Sam Walker. Um he He's also oh, red hot. Red hot. He's he, throbbing he, hot. Obviously not single handedly, but he pretty much won the game for him. Three try assists, pretty much the back well, end. Try himself, and yeah, one of one he... of the best cutout passes I've ever seen. <laughs> to Tupo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, there's a bullet. And he did it the same so thing on the clean. other side to Morris. Yeah. Sheesh. And then just took the line on and scored as well. Yeah, just scooted under, uses his his um, non height to his <laughs> advantage, and just <laughs> duck under a tackle. Well, he's not even eighty kilos, I don't think. So he's a small boy. He's um, not. Well, he's eighteen. He's fresh out of school. Gee, that's a great pickup from them. He's from Ipswich, mate. I know, but that's which is frustrating because he should be at the. <laughs> it's Kiriel <all> over again. <laughs> yeah. You see, you watch watch this space. He'll end up playing for the Blues. <laughs> oh, stop it! Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare post um, Sam Walker. How did the Broncos not get a hold of him? I don't know. Gee, and, well, and they they all the Walker brothers played for the Bronx. Yeah. They all two of them also played for the Roosters. To be fair, but still. Yeah, so anyway, obviously there's a anyway. little bit of a rooster connection, but we'll, we won't. He, we won't. Yeah. The fact that they were down, what was it, 12-4 maybe? Yep, they were down like more more than six 12, points. Six. Anyway, they, they were actually down late in the game and he just wanted to get his hands on the ball and yeah. try and make something happen. He did, but you have to rate the attitude to just step up in the big and moment. And just do it. Just give it a crack. Yeah, even if he didn't pull off those passes. Having the courage to just throw up, yeah, yeah. Like we saw, uh, I was listening to Finchie talk about it, and Finchie, Finchie always says that that's the best quality he had in his game, just to have a crack. He was like, for better or worse, I had a crack. He was like, sometimes I got it wrong, and I wasn't thirsting. Field goals and all, but I also <laughs> had big moments because I wasn't afraid to have a crack. And he he really rated that Sam Walker did that, and I have to say I'm fully on board with yeah, that. And I'm keen as he's playing. They're playing tonight too, so yeah, against the Storm. So that is going to be... I'm really keen for that. Kafusi's going to hunt him. Oh, for sure. He's going to get folded a few times. And Big so. Nelson. Can you imagine those guys? Run- oh, Nightmares. Anyway. Nightmares. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He seems pretty brave. You have to be, I guess, to play NRL. That's true. But he he's putting his body on the line. Like, he's putting his body in front. Maybe he's fallen off a couple of tackles, but he hasn't done it. With he's, the, he's ripping in. He which, hasn't done it with the sidestep 
backpack carry, <laughs> which we would probably shoulder grab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Turn safe style, the safe option. Yeah, the safe option. <laughs> some would call it. Oh, um. Anyway, that's so Sam Walker. That's our highlight from last week. Mm. Um, moving on to this week. So we had Broncos versus Panthers last night. Broncos, Pretty good game. Very good game. I'm surprised. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I did. I think we both tipped the Panthers for this one. Yeah, but that was the game that they wanted the margin. I tipped a twenty point margin. Yeah, I just I don't know. So I tipped a one to twelve. Did you? Yeah, tipped it. Yeah. Wow. I just had a feeling. I don't know. So I think who's the sports bet um stats man? Joel Kane. Joel Kane gave us that. Broncos have beaten the Panthers four of the last five times. <laughs> yeah. Gave me some crazy stats and I'm like, I'm in. I'm on board. <laughs> Not for a Broncos win, but for a <laughs> for a strong performance. One to twelve. Yeah. Which they did. So, I think in 2019, that was when Haas scored that weapon from the halfway line try to win the game. Went through the line, yes. stepped the fullback and kicked. Yep. And everyone was like, ooh, this ooh, guy. Damn. <laughs> I think that was 2019. And then last year, obviously, bit of a bit of a wash for the Bronx. Yeah, anyway, so that was but good to see. It occurred to me, who have the Bronx played, right? Eels? Yep. Top eight team. Have, Tough. Have beaten the Storm. So, pretty good. Yep. Lost to them. Lost to the Titans, as we just said. Red hot. Red hot. Lost to the Storm. Oh, Beat the dogs. <laughs> Go the Broncos. We'll, we'll take that. that. And then lost to the Storm, Bunnies, and Panthers. God, there must be there must be a good run coming up. That's from a soon. pretty tough draw. That's very Those tough. are the three best teams in the NRL. That's plus true. the Eels and the Titans. A couple big losses so, though. They could be a ninth place finishing team, mate. We just haven't seen. We just haven't seen them play the <laughs> Tigers bottom eight yet. <laughs> no. they could, last year the Sharks were eighth, and they never beat a top eight team. <laughs> the Bronx is still that on could tra- be the Bronx. The Bronx is still on track for that, pen- pending the Titans making and the top eight. With their performance from last night, a couple wins in the top eight too. Who's to say they won't? <laughs> Smoky, <laughs> yeah. Bloody Year broke. of the ambush, perhaps. Yeah. Well, there's been a few Smokies. Dragons. They're Smoky. Anyway, we'll get into the. They're most improved, later. I reckon. Definitely. Well, I tipped them to spoon this year. So. Yeah, the, the conversation so did, was spoon. So did many. Um, Actually, you know they're like they're like Broncos South now. Hunt. Brother Normie, Bird, Maguire's going down. Yeah. McCulloch. Oh, jeez. They've all just... <laughs> a couple of the Sims boys have been at the Bronx. I don't think Tarek has. But it's a, it's Sims what... connection there. Yeah. Broncos South, mate. This is... That's <laughs> true. This is what they've lost. <laughs> would the would the Broncos be better if they had all those... Well, they wouldn't have them on the cap, but whatever. But if they had... Oh, well, I don't know. Probably not. I'd love if they kept Hunt, but whatever. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment in my voice. Um, what did you make of No Milford? Obviously, it doesn't help his case that they had a really good game, but yeah, I, I have a se- I have a sneaky suspicion that Kevy is you know hopefully they get a few wins under the belt to then bring back Milford into a firing team. Well, you th- I think he's the I sort think of bloke. Yeah, he'd look good. He looks better in a firing team. I'm not sure he's pull a team up from the spoon to the eight. So if his current roster goes ahead with Croft. What, at seven? Well, I was a bit surprised because they picked Croft and Dearden. Dearden didn't kick for the first, like, ten kicks. No. The first kick he put in was a short grubber and then he maybe kicked a couple of short bombs later in the game. Yeah, so... Croft was basically just kicking. He was on kicking duty. So it's not like... Like, there's all this talk, like, Dearden is the... Lead the team around the park halfback. I did go to a game where he played once and he was... He was barking a bit and telling the boys sort of where to go. To shuffle and but whatnot. It's not like he's like he's not come in and taking the game by the scruff of the net quite as much as 
he might be touted to. No, I think Croft is more your man to do that. I always thought Croft would be better as a 5'8", but he essentially was halfback last night. Oh, he was, yeah. He put on a good try as well. Very good. Inside to... Bullimore. Yeah. So Apparently, Bullimore got an OP1. I heard. Jeez, what a gun. He's got it all. <laughs> he simply has it all. That guy. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. I This is actually one of the things. You see Carmichael Hunt is going to be back at the back at Red Hill. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's hyped, obviously. Milford and Hunt halves combo? Jeez. What do we think? Yes? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's what you want. Oh, I don't know. I've, I'm kind of comparing Hunt to more of like your Benji-esque. You know, late in his career. I wouldn't mind him at 14. He'd be much better at 14, I think. He's a pretty versatile bloke. I think you just need to have him there in the team for experience and then in... You know, he can play a few positions. I think he'd be tough enough to sort of just tackle in the middle around the 60th minute mark. Yeah, definitely. There's a few big boys helping him out too. And then you get him at first receiver and he's a good ball player. He can kick. Yeah. He used to be a very good runner of the ball. He's 34 now. Well, I reckon they just need to use him like rabbits are using Benji. Yeah, like he's... Let's be honest. He's probably not going to turn the season around. But I really want to see it. You never know. Because I used to love Carmichael. You never know. I used to love him. <laughs> and I'd story. love to see him back in the Broncos jersey. And yeah, I think I agree. I think he could be a value add off the bench at 14. I agree. So keen to see him. Didn't get, didn't play last night, but I think he... I think he's supposedly back from next week, training and trial. Yep. Well, so we'll hopefully see him next week. But anyway, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Milford back in a month. I'm going to give, I reckon, two, two games in Queensland Cup and he'll be back. I packed that. Yeah. Also, how good is good is to see the big horse Corey Oates back? Oh, and he ripped in last. He was. He looked good. He was almost man of the match last night. Yeah, a lot of, like poked his nose through the line. I got quick play the ball. Strong balls. carries. Yeah, tackle so. two tough carries. Well, that's what that's what he's there for to come out of their own half. And it actually made a big difference. It, it made a really big difference. Well, put the team on the foot. Even coming out of their own half, put the team on the front foot. And they got on the front foot a yeah. few times in that game. So. Hopefully they keep him. I heard talks that he's potentially yeah, going south. Yeah, sort or... of not that keen on him. It's like, I don't know. Like, David Mead is a good, solid NRL winger, but Otzi at his best is a really big bonus for the team. I Huge. think. I know he's had some and, issues with the high ball. And def- like defensively, last he was just... Made some cover tackles. Oh, and he, he just kept working. He just kept turning the legs over. He was in it defensively. That was that set. He made a cover tackle around halfway, turned the legs, and made another... Another the same, tackle. Yeah, in the same set, same play. Yeah, yeah. down at the Broncos try line. Yeah. Just was, and you watch the whole highlight and he's just turning the legs over. Do you reckon fastest slow man in the world? He's a bit like Hodjo. Yeah, well... Covers he's ground. Had, he's had a couple breakaway. Just doesn't look that quick though. It's just the it's just the leaps, mate. He's just, his bounds are... Long levers. Oh. Getaway sticks just churning away. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> oh, it must be very nice. Oh, God. Anyway, um, so yeah. Broncos, hopefully we can see a bit more form from last night going into the future. Mm. Um, we'll delve into some our tips towards the back end of the podcast, even mm. though we are at the back end. Um, I have a couple of questions for you, though. Interesting. They're not bad. All right, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was looking, I was watching the storm, and Harry Grant was back off the bench. Cheese was had the flu or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flu game. Yeah, flu game. Ripped in. Ripped in, as always. Yep. And I thought, that's got to be the best one-two dummy half punch in the comp, right? And so I'm thinking about it. In is Harry it, Grant and Cheese. Is it the be- I was thinking, is it the best 
nine situation for a team in the comp. And I'm like, well, Damien Cook. And I'm thinking about it. And then I go, they're also sitting on Nico Hines, who would be a starting fullback at a lot of teams. Yeah. And I take it a step further. Are they the best spine in the comp? In? Pappenhausen. Yep. Hughes. Munster. Munster. Jerome Hughes. Cheese and Grant. Slash Grant. And then if you include Locks, you're sort of talking Cheese or Big Nelson. Right? So I've got some for you. I won't go off the top of your head. Yep. Panthers are Edwards if he's healthy. I, w- I would have said Panthers and Roosters, but keep going. Edwards, Luai, Cleary, Coruscant, Isaiah Yo. Yeah. That's I, l- a- I love Appy too. Yeah, I know. He makes a big difference, yeah. doesn't he? That's a really uh, great pickup from Panthers. Roosters, before they... So if they didn't have injuries or retirements in, well, unfortunately, the, friends The best case, player in the world at the moment. Teddy, yeah. Tedesco. Say Sam Walker was playing six and Kiri seven or yep. vice versa. Friend, if he hadn't been forced out. Yeah. And then Radley. Gee, that's good. Yeah. Even now, if you put like Verrills in, Verrills is a good dummy half. He's very good, mate. So next year, pretty good spine there. And then the Bunnies as well. Luttrell, Walker, Benji getting a bit of a run. Reynolds, Damian Cook, who is the Australian and well, New South Wales hooker. Yeah. And Cam Murray. In terms of like, in terms of experience, you probably have to lean obviously towards Rabbitohs. Yeah. With, with Reynolds and Walker. That's rep players the whole way through. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Like... Um, but I'd have to say, well, at the moment, probably Storm, just because they're pretty hot at the moment. Just because they're hot. Um, but you know you can't undermine the Panthers' spine as well. Even yeah, though that's even though they're forwards. I think they're a, a couple of them, like Edwards is possibly a little underrated. Appy, Appy might be a little underrated. Definitely underrated. Well, they picked him up for a steal. Yeah, from Manly, like, like two two fifty three hundred. So and he immediately just turned the team around. Yeah, not um, that it wasn't all Appy, but he's a part of it. And then I was the thinking... The Raiders, mate. True. The Raiders are pretty... Well, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I thought about it. Chance? Nicol- yeah. Cookstack. Cookstack. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Whiten, Sam Williams. Sammy. And... I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> the English bloke, Hodgson. Hodgson, yeah. And then they that's, sort of... Tarpanay probably plays 13 yeah, for them more than that's anyone. That's another great spine. That is a good spine. That's rep players as well. You could probably even... More English You could flavor. go down this whole list, to be honest. Even top, uh, bottom eight teams and and pull out a really good spine to compete with these. There are some good ones, yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I would say with the ones that we've mentioned, I think definitely... I'd, I'd agree. Probably Melbourne. They're pretty red hot. They're Just, throbbing hot. Because the cheese... And the options. The versatility of cheese or Big Nelson at 13. Well, I guess the downside of the cheese being on the bench... Because they want Harry Grant to play nine, right? I think so. So you've got the cheese who's like one of their best players, playing unbelievable. He's, who also wants to be starting nine. Yeah. So now he's got, you know, there's talks of him trying to go to, to Titans, you know, would be a good <laughs> the, fit. But <laughs> The Titans would be... I'd, Borderline tip the Titans. I'd tip the Titans top four if the Cheese was there next year. For sure. Imagine the Cheese getting Big Tino and then Fafita on the front foot. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's outrageous. That's a cheat code. But then, it's, it's a big theme in those, right? A lot of those we just talked about are ball-playing 13s. Yep. Radley, Cam Murray, Yo, ball plays quite a bit. Gee, there's some smoke shows in there, by the way. <laughs> Underrated position for yeah. smoke shows. <laughs> And then I'm thinking, do you think the Bronx would be better if they started Asiata at 13? Because I'm pretty... When he was at the Cows, he filled in at the halves. I think so. He can ball play. Yeah, and it's going to be like that same Cam Murray, Victor Radley. A little bit smaller. Yeah. Got a bit of footwork, bit of leg speed, and 
gets into the line. It's and pretty good technique. Can play first receiver. Yeah. yeah, he's got good hands. Whereas, and then you shift Carrigan to front row, whether he's off the bench or starting. They got options. And then your props are really bolstered as well. I like. You should have a chat to Kevy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I bumped into Kevy once. Surely, outside really? Walters, the like steakhouse. All <laughs> oh, right. It was the day after the an Origin win, actually. Is that his steakhouse? I don't know if it's the brothers or what. It's definitely it's in the family. Did you say hi? I gave him a nod. <laughs> I didn't want to bother him. I gave him like a good job last night, mate. Yeah, well, that was implied in the nod. Did he nod back? Yeah, he knew. He knew I knew. Oh, you know, it was eye one contact. of those who were like eye contact. Yeah, he winked at me. Oh, <laughs> nah, whoa! That might be made up. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? At this point, it's a dreamscape. <laughs> I've thought about it too many times. Oh, God, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to lock in probably a tough one, but Storm. Yeah, fair and, enough. And but it, there's some bloody good ones. And they're all the best sides. That is true. You have I mean, good, it makes it like, you know, if you've got a good fullback, good halfback and good dummy like half. half team. <laughs> yeah, and then chuck pretty much the team. Two good, really good forwards. And but still. You're laughing. Um, so moving on from that, before we get into our tips... Mm. Oh, another big news too. I know I'm skipping a few here, but while it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. John Morris. So, yeah. coach of Cronulla, the Cronulla Sharks. Ex-coach, unfortunately. Sacked after five rounds. Mate. After taking them to the finals two years in a row. With all this drama over players getting banned, less of a salary cap, like 750 grand less on the cap. Yeah, he's had a hard run in the media. Morris left to promote Jerry and then he got banned. He got banned. Jeez. Mate, if I'm the Broncos, I'm like, I'd take top eight. Yeah. <laughs> John? 100%. Plus, next year, he's got like $4 million to work with for his team. Yeah, I know. And they just signed McInnes, who I thought was probably Morris's signing. He hasn't got on the park yet. So, surely they're going, okay, all right, we'll give you another year. And then... So you know. I think I think Fitzgibbon is off contract at the Roosters. He is. So he's hunting. He's so looking. they're like, they've timed it to pick him up. And then I guess, I think they've low-key sacked John Morris so that he can't go well the rest of the season and the fans won't be questioning that Fitzgibbon pick up. I agree. And that's just Because so I, I didn't know that he was sacked effective immediately until the start of this podcast. So I was, I was hoping for um, John to rip in and the Sharks to rip in for the rest of the season potentially do some damage yeah. I reckon that would have been epic well they were looking pretty good they would have gone to the finals this year and they haven't even got Sean Johnson back yet yeah so yeah I reckon pretty hard done by there pretty hard done by did you guys see the the I think it was Nine News interview with him I didn't see it but I heard it he was, he was he was tearing up mate well he's like an ex obviously an ex player he's been there for 10 years yeah well, so, he's like, it's, it's just hard to go home and tell my boys I'm no longer the coach. Like this is in an hour. This is our club. This is my club, and it was yeah. Well, and they made, and apparently they made all these decisions in the board without even. Well, the day before, his agent came out and said talks are ongoing, but it's going well. Ex- yeah, he's come out of a meeting so, uh, with two thumbs <laughs> it's up. It's gone good, or one thumb up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One up. It's gone all right. Yeah. Saying, I think the second might be up soon. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, and then. 17 hours later gone Fitzgibbon's the coach an hour later sacked sacked immediately unbelievable Pr- very hard done by like you said producer Freyla going home to your family it's just like it just it stings that stings anyway well 
So I've tipped, I tipped the Knights. You know what? I, I tipped the Sharks, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump on your bandwagon and tip the Knights. Also, Bradman Best is back. so. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> so I'm jumping on that. I just tipped like a sulky Sharks team. <laughs> in spite. Fully in spite. In spite. I back that. Um, they either galvanize or they're just upset. There's <laughs> yeah. absolutely one or two ways. It's such a bogey round, bogey tip. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty, pretty tough. Pretty tough. Um, moving on from that, I did. I did a bit of research. I got something for you. Oh, that's good of you. Because I was thinking about the evolution. <laughs> Viva la evolution. <laughs> As I often am. <laughs> Max, it's like a. This is turning into like a Joey John's um, bloody. Obsession? Joey John's... Who's... Cam like, Murray? Cam Murray obsession. <laughs> Gus, Gus and Kevy. <laughs> yeah, well... Anyway, sorry. So I was thinking about the Cavalution. The boys, like, there's something... I want to get your... You guys' opinions. That's good, good, good English Very there. good English. <laughs> I was stumbling. We know what you meant. On a team losing repetitively and continuously, can that team become a winning team? So I've got with, some with everything the same with similar play. I got so I was like, let me think, let me look at spoon teams of the past. So the twenty nineteen was the Titans. They've obviously had some pretty big. So they recruited Justin Holbrook to be the coach. Yep, new team pretty much. Some good players came in. Brimson hit form. For new forward pack, new forwards. So I sort of went past that, and then twenty eighteen is the Eels. Yep. So I'm thinking, how many players in that spoon team played in twenty twenty when they were successful? Right. Michael Jennings, George Jennings, Moses Gutho, Brad Takarangi. All in the 2018 team. Nathan Brown, Reed Miney played four games, and Ray Stone played one game. Yeah. So that's eight players. Yeah. That's more than I'm half. counting on my yeah, fingers. Yeah, that's more, this is a math yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is more than half a team. I literally <laughs> looked at eight fingers and wasn't sure. I've got to start counting again. You said I eight. need another set of fingers. You said eight and then looked at producer Frey just for reassurance. Yeah, like... <laughs> Five in one hand, three in the other. Is that eight? I was going off only two left, and I was like, how many do I have? Ten left, two. Anyway. Anyway, so they actually have quite a few. But then I'm thinking 2017 Knights. Barely anyone. Daniel Saifidi, Mitch Barnett, and Jacob Saifidi played three games, and that's about it. In the 2017 Knights compared to this 2020. 2020. No one. And Saifidi brothers were like 21, so that's just development. Yeah. The Ross dog you don't see anymore. Did the not uh, the Eels change coach? I think in 2018, when did Brad Arthur come? Brad in? Arthur was still the coach, but that's they were sort of. This is maybe the model the Broncos would like to follow. Their attitude started changing a bit. Yeah, and they started ripping in. They didn't. They weren't like a, you know, a ballpark purely ballpark footy team. They started still are a little bit. They throw it around a bit, but they got in Junior Paulo, I guess. Some solid buys, mate. They got in Regan Campbell-Gillard. Yeah. So that's a lot of their success. Yeah. Moses got a bit older, a bit wiser. Gutho, the same. So Nothing there's... There. I don't know. Like, the Bronx... They could follow a similar probably already their strength. Plus, you got to... With a new coach, too, you got to allow at least two seasons for yeah, that to sink well, in. That's the thing. Like, apparently the Bronx were very confused last year with their playbook, according well, to Offhand Gowie. Another good, <laughs> another good example is... I know they changed coach, but the Dragons. True. You know, they they have had a very similar team in the past few years, coming off the back of Mary's stint, and probably the boys seem to rate Mary a lot. They rated him, but I think 
up above above Mary, they just needed a change. Sometimes you need a fresh voice. That's what they all say. Fresh, fresh this, fresh that. <laughs> <laughs> so and then fresh this, fresh that. Yeah, now that they've got Anthony Griffin, um, they're bouncing, which has been the biggest change of the team. Obviously, the coach they've they've bounced back. So that's true. That's a good point. And I think it's like you said, more of a men- mentality thing. So maybe that's the Broncos' model. Evolution. Like evolution coming, pending, Viva pending. We but it, it hurts. I was thinking about you know the seventy Philly seventy sixes yep. when they tanked for so long, and they drafted like all those top draft picks. And Jalil Okafor was a was he the top pick or was he the second or third pick? I can't remember. Oh, he was the second pick. Yep. Carl Towns was the first pick. Yep. And it was this big debate in college. There were Kentucky and Duke. Who's the better player? And then Jalil comes in. Yeah. They lose like 17 games on the trot, Broncos <laughs> style. That's rough. <laughs> yes. And there was this clip of him like leaving a game, after a game, walking down the hallway and he just slumped against the wall. Oh, like no. he's just sad. Yeah. Because he's a young player. The thing with these players that make it to professional ranks, all the Broncos have been dominant in their teens. Jalil Okafor was dominant They're used all to the it. way up. Yeah. And then you get there and you just start losing. And you're like, That's why? I don't understand this. Yeah, I'm playing. And how do you turn it around? They've never been in a position where they have to turn it around, and they're doing it on the in the spotlight on so, the fly. Yeah, and they've never, yeah, they've never had to, like, or like Brody Croft was in the Melbourne system. He's just going along. He just has to do his job, and things will work out. Yeah, because he's in he Melbourne. Gets to, Melbourne. He gets to <laughs> the Broncos, and they're like, "We need us, you, mate. Lead us around, Brody." And he's like, "I don't know how." <laughs> yeah. I've got. I've got Billy in here. I've got Coop next to me. I've got <laughs> like, you just, to know how to win, some, you have to sort of see it from old players around you, I think. Because I think it's underrated little moments, like covering from the inside. Yep. Stuff like that, that's winning plays. But you, don't, you sort of think of making a break as a winning play. And you just, you have to be taught that. And I don't know if you can learn it by yourself in this team of young players. Yeah. Although the it's eels, tough to do. the eels especially, are what I'm holding on to at the moment. Okay. See you in 2022. <laughs> That's fair enough. It's tough to do, especially at a young age. So, but you know what? From last night, the Broncos they, could turn it around. They got some attitude. Um, should we get into our tips? Let's do some tips. Let's do some tips to round off our podcast for today. So, we've had Broncos Panthers last night. We were recording this on a Friday night. Mm. Currently playing Knights Sharks, of which we don't know the score. No. Nope. I tipped the Knights. I, you know what, I'm gonna. I tipped the Sharks, but <laughs> yeah, I want to emotionally change to the Knights. Yeah, I am. So I'm I gonna, can't wait to walk downstairs and find out the score. <laughs> they're up twenty nil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so hopefully the Knights. Um, another great game tonight after Knights Sharks being. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be watching. We're gonna this be watching one. this Storm Roosters and Storm he- heavy favourites. Surprisingly, yeah, I thought probably, they would be a bit more level. Um, a bit of value in the Roosters, but. I'm I'm tipping the Roosters. Aye. For another, yeah, unbelievable Sam Walker performance. I'm tipping Kafusi to hunt Walker. Kill him. And Money Man <laughs> to do something big and the Storm to win. Speaking of the Money Man, he's got a new drop. He's got a... With Torella. Yeah, it's Torella Brewery. He's, he's said tag two he's mates. A, he's got a ginger beer. Come drink with the Money Man at Torella. <laughs> oh my word. Imagine that. That's intimidating. Did you pick him to produce a ginger beer? I, th- I think he'd be more of like a just a I would l- have, lager. I would have thought so. Yeah. He's from Rocky. Or an IPA or something. Right, there you go. Doesn't mind it. Anyway. Maybe, maybe the ginger beer works better for the bender. I don't know. Definitely not. You don't get... <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just doesn't get sick of ginger beer. He loves it. It's refreshing. Anyway, anyway, that'd be intimidating. Uh, Sesh with the mad dog. 
Jeez Louise. Wouldn't that be nice though? You'd hate to embarrass yourself though. You'd have to lift. Nightmare scenario. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. We've also got Titans versus Eagles. This is in Manly. Is it Brookvale? Um, I think it's somewhere that's not Brookvale, but is it, it is down it's south. in Sydney? It's down south. Somewhere that's not Brookvale. They have Tommy no. Turbo back. Mm. I still don't think they can get the job done, though. It's a quick yeah, turnaround. They got First the win. Back. They got the win against the Warriors. Obviously, Spirits will be back up a bit. I've tipped the Titans. I've tipped the Titans as well. And they're playing Glen Willow Oval. Mudgy. That's what it is. Oh, okay. I don't know where that is. Mudgy? Yep. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I presume that's the northern beaches somewhere. Um, we've also got Rabbits Tigers. Obviously, the Rabbits being a heavy favourite there. That's a... Yeah, you, you're I'm tipping favourite there. Rabbits. Tough. This is probably... Could this be is a tough one to tip. Raiders Eels. Yep. In Canberra, predicted to be three degrees Yeah, overnight. so that's what, that's what yeah. got me. Because I originally was going <laughs> me Eels. Me too. Eels. And then it's cold. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Canberra. Canberra. I don't know if the Power Boys can handle three degrees. Oh, my word. Junior Paula used to play down there. Um, He's probably used to it. That's true. But I'm, I'm still going to tip the Raiders. I'm tipping Para. Oh, yeah. Yep. Although Chans is out. I'm tipping Para. He's got a neck injury. I just think that like, Moses is playing well. King Gutho, as always, just getting the job done. So, yeah, I'm going Yeah, Chans out. Curtis Scott probably still out. I Who plays fullback for the Raiders if Chans is out? Because I know Rapana went back there last week and it didn't look good. It didn't good. look good at all. Sorry. So, sorry. With perhaps. the greatest of respect. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, actually, so we'll have to look into that. Yeah. Um, I, I love how producer Frey's already put my tip in for Dragons Warriors, which is fair. I actually tipped the Drags, producer Frey. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> I've dipped, I'm They're on a the top four team, mate. They're Broncos <laughs> South. They're a, t- <laughs> <laughs> They're a top four team. Are you team. feeling okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need COVID tests? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, so, yeah, Dragons up four. Um, and they've got a really good run in the next five, six games. So, Rising. With, 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 I think... Four of the next five games being bottom eight sides. Dragons roaring and rising. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And to find to finish off the round, we've got Cowboys dogs. Yes. In you know, I've gone the cows. I've gone the cows. Coming off, right a, there, coming off a good right. win. Coming off a good win from last week. So. <laughs> Sorry guys, did you did you elude your tips for the Broncos Panthers game? Yeah, I tipped the Panthers. I also tipped the Panthers. I tipped them twenty. Po- I tipped them a twenty point margin. Yeah. Oh, we discussed this. Yeah. Yeah. One to twelve for yeah, me. Yeah, we did briefly. So. Yeah, you were on that. I'll take the half point for that. Yeah. <laughs> In <laughs> our winning margin. Tipping comp. Yeah. <laughs> Things are heating up. Um, so that pretty much rounds us off. Um, so we've got another exciting week of NRL. Um, once again. And a big week coming up for us personally. We're going to go get around the LMS. True. So if you're listening, hopefully you've stayed tuned for this podcast at the back end. Bit of a longy. Very long one. Um mm. Yeah, stay tuned for our Monday drop. We have a local cricket grade match coming up on Sunday in Last Man Standing competition in which we are going to do our first somewhat live podcast. On um, the road. On the road. Well, on so, the first on the road podcast. Yeah, so that's exciting. Somehow. And, and a local event to excite the listeners. So The listeners will love... Start local, stay local, as I as always <laughs> say. As I always say, Jack. <laughs> well, you do say it now. When you first said it, you didn't always say it. <laughs> Starts to count. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. The more you say it, the more you validate I'll, yourself. I'll, I'll accept it in two weeks' time. <laughs> I'll anyway, sneak three more in before then. Anyway, um, once again, thanks to our podcast sponsor, Kial Organic Beef. And also, happy birthday, Gus Bus, for tomorrow. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and, I'm getting old. And boys, we'll see you over the weekend for LMS. And see you then. yeah, we'll see you next week. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>